Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Up and Coming with Coach Stitt. This week we have Jacob Flegel, who's an assistant men's basketball coach at Juniata College. Coach Flegel has also had stops at CMU as well as Waynesburg. Without any further ado, here's Coach Flegel. Coach Flegel, welcome to the podcast. Hey Zach, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. For sure, man. I'm really, really glad we could get you on here today. Um, kind of get this going here with our our layup lines, our warm up questions. Uh, so I just got five quick hitters for you, just to kind of get the audience to get to know you a little bit. So first one, first thing I got for you is, what is your favorite sport outside of basketball? Uh, favorite sport outside of basketball is definitely golf. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, played two years in college. Actually, it's a fun fact that not many people know about me. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, Summer cookout, burgers or hot dogs? Uh, Definitely a burger. It's a little more filling. All right. Uh, Your favorite NCAA team as a child? Michigan State, still to this day. All right, good stuff. Favorite Final Four city? Minneapolis that I've been to so far. Okay. And last one I got for you is Chipotle or Moe's? Chipotle, 100 times out of 100. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad we can continue with the interview here. So uh, we'll move into the interview portion of the, uh, of the podcast now. Um, kind of talk about your time uh, in college and then, you know, a little bit of your time and your, you know, your experiences so far in the coaching world. Um, so, so the first thing I want to kind of talk about is, you know, just, just kind of take us through your journey um, kind of from your high school playing years uh, into your time uh, with Waynesburg and the, the WU ballers um, and kind of why you picked Waynesburg. Sure. Yeah. No, I went to uh, North Star High School um, in Jennerstown, Pennsylvania. Um, super, super small town. Uh, we're known for the Jennerstown Speedway. And that's about it. Other than that. Um, yeah. Like I said, I went to North Star. Um, was really, really lucky to have a, a solid four years there. I played with a ton of really good players. Um, you know, a bunch of other guys who went on to play in college or play other sports in college. Um, so we had some, some really nice teams, but I kind of grew up um, watching a guy named Drew Schubick play. Um, I was the, the manager for his teams whenever he was in high school and I was in, you know, fourth or fifth grade. Um, Drew went on to play at Sacred Heart University in Connecticut and then overseas in Germany for a couple of years. And um, he's always been somebody that I looked up to as a kid um, and kind of got the ball rolling for me basketball wise. Um, yeah. And then after, after high school, um, you know, went on to, to play at Waynesburg University. Um, you know, I, I think I chose there for a couple of different reasons. Um, certainly Coach Christner um, being, being one really big one. Um, you know, another reason, you know, as I started to visit schools and look into it, um, decided I wanted to go to a Christian school. My faith is something that's really important to me. So um, that, along with Coach Christner, felt like there was, there was a really good opportunity there. So um, kind of led me. To, to play for the Woo Ballers, which was a lot of fun and um, had a really, really good four years, you know, wins and losses aside, you know, my best friends in life are, most of them come from that team. Um, we still talk pretty much every day and uh, the relationships that I made there just certainly can't put a price on. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Uh, I can, I can kind of echo a lot of those things as far as, you know, relationships as far as Geneva goes as well. So that's, that's good stuff. Um, so kind of looking back on your playing career a little bit, um, you know, you had, you had important coaches in your life, um, like Coach Christner and then uh, your father as well. Do you think guys like that uh, are kind of the reason you got into the, the coaching profession? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, my dad coached me in AAU from seventh grade all the way up till I graduated. Um, 
and he was a, a certainly and still is a, a big influence on me. Um, you know, kind of showed me what it was like to to coach and to really invest in something. And um, you know, some car rides home from some AAU tournaments weren't always the the most fun, but you learn the lessons. Um, and looking back on it, wouldn't change wouldn't change any of them. Um, certainly, so. Uh, yeah, so that he, my dad kind of got me started down the coaching path and, and what it kind of looked like. And I went into college thinking I wanted to be a high school coach and, and teach. So I was an education major. Um, then my junior year, um, I kind of sat down after the season with Coach Christner and we started talking about, you know, what coaching in college looks like. And I went, um, the assistant coach at the time was Ben Altmeyer. Um, and he took me down to VCU and we worked uh, work camp um, when Shaka Smart was there and just started meeting people and got my my feet wet a little bit and then I got the bug and <laughs> next thing you know I changed from high school to, to college so um yeah I definitely think you know those guys certainly were the, the biggest influences on me in terms of getting into coaching yeah that's great I, I love that it's kind of a a little bit of a similar story uh, I feel like the kind of where I was at I definitely you know growing up I always thought that I was you know I wanted to be a high school gym teacher and coach high school basketball and you know here we are you know, eight years later and, you know, we're both coaching college basketball, a little bit different routes. You know, you went the GA route and I kind of went to high school right away and then came in, but you know, it's kind of similar storyline there. So yeah, absolutely. that's good. Absolutely. Um, so kind of talking about your, your experience as a GA, um, can you kind of touch on how your transition went from being a player uh, to being a coach, especially because you did your, your graduate work uh, at Waynesburg. So, you know, you played there for four years with those guys and then you kind of transitioned, uh, you know, to being a coach for them for two years afterwards. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, when I initially, you know, I had graduated and I initially started looking for, for GA jobs. Um, to be honest, I, I was, part of me was trying to, to leave Waynesburg and try to go get another experience. You know, I, I felt like I would always have that relationship with Coach Christner and um, he'd always kind of be in my corner for me. So I wanted to, to try to get some other experience too. Um, but then I, ended up getting the offer at Waynesburg um, kind of before some of the other processes that I was involved in played out. And it was one that I wasn't willing to pass up, you know, having that opportunity to stay there and um, yeah, you know, play for coach Christopher for four years and felt like we had a really good relationship um, and then have the chance to work with him too. Um, it was pretty special. Um, but yeah. In terms of the guys, um, you know, some of my best friends, um, were in the class below me, you know, certainly BJ Durham and then John Nabb and Kendall Page, even younger than that. And um, so it was an adjustment, you know, you can't hang out with those guys near as much, you know, other than, you know, eating with them in the cafeteria and seeing them on campus and rebounding for them during the season or whatever. Um, so there is, there is definitely a, a transition that takes place. Um, you know, I had been the captain for a couple of years at Waynesburg. So I think there was already there was already, um, trying to think the best way to say this, um, you know, there was a kind of a, a respect level that established there, I think, um, which certainly helped. Um, and, you know, obviously the, the career that my classmates and I, our senior class kind of went through being coach Christner's first class um, that he, that he brought in and, you know, senior year, making it all the way to the conference championship. Um, you know, I think that that experience also helped with that transition and, um, really, you know, getting guys to understand kind of what it takes um, or what the process was like and how hard you have to actually work. Um, so I think that established some credibility as well. But yeah, the transition was, was, um, 
was challenging. It was, you know, you want to hang out with those guys. You want to spend so much time with those guys because that's what you've been doing for so long. And, um, but yeah, I think everybody understood it and respected it. And I thought it went very well. For sure. It's definitely, it's definitely a tough one. You know, I, you know, I, I had a very, very similar um, type of transition experience and it, it's not easy. And you, you do, you have to separate yourself from the guys a little bit. Um, yeah. But, you know, like you said, you, you know, you were a captain there for, you know, two years and, you know, your class really, your class really built something special there at Waynesburg. And, you know, I think you, you know, if you build that, that respect early enough, um, you know, it's, it kind of makes the transition a little bit easier for you. So, um, so after, after graduating, you know, from Waynesburg with two degrees, uh, you move on and you take an opportunity uh, at Carnegie Mellon. Um, so can you kind of talk about, um, you know, some of the, uh, some of the, the differences and maybe some of the, the, some of the lessons maybe that you learned and, and kind of the transition and, and some of the differences between coaching in the pack and then coaching in, you know, a, a high academic league like the, like the UAA. Sure. Yeah. You know, I think the, the UAA is obviously an interesting league. Um, when I was, I had just graduated and I was sitting down, um, I'm sorry, I had just finished the season. I was waiting to graduate. I was sitting out with Coach Christner's office one time and didn't really have CMU on the radar. I was like, Coach, I would love to get into UAA someday. <laughs> and, um, you know, fast forward a couple of months. I'm coaching Here we are. Mellon, but, um, <laughs> yeah, but the UAA, like I said, is very unique. Um, you know, probably seen as one of the top two or three leagues in the country by a lot of people. Um, you know, the, the travel is certainly what makes it unique. The academic um, reputation of the schools, uh, you know, you're, you're flying everywhere. You're playing Friday, Sunday, and then flying back Sunday night for any road trips you have. Um, so it, it is a, a different experience than the pack. You know, the pack is more all, all bus trips, um, kind of all one day out and back trips, you know, except for Thomas Moore when Thomas Moore College was in the was in the league and that was typically overnight because it was yeah, down in Kentucky. Definitely um, an overnight one. <laughs> yeah, definitely overnight. Um, but yeah, I think the, the one thing that I learned the most in that one year at, at Carnegie Mellon was recruiting, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I was working with uh, Coach Tony Wingen was the head coach and, and Jeff Van Gorder was the, was the assistant there with me. Um, he and I were the two assistants on staff and, um, you know, I give Jeff a lot of credit. He kind of took me under his wing that year and and showed me the ropes, you know, whether it be organizing front rush, whether it be managing a calendar um, with recruiting events and where do we need to go and what high school games do we need to see. Um, Jeff kind of really, really took me under his wing that year. So I'm certainly thankful for that. Um, but just the, the place where you recruit from, um, you know, the different events that you go to, it, it's not the same as the pack. And I think more so than anything else, it gave me perspective um, because you see, kind of the super high academic side of things. And then, you know, not that it's better or worse than, than the pack or actually, you know, you name it. Um, it's just different. Um, so you get that perspective, you, you see what the high academic side of things is really like. Um, and now, you know, I feel like I'm at a place that, you know, Juniata college is, is higher academic. Um, you know, it's not Carnegie Mellon, but it's, it's definitely a, a high academic institution. So, that experience has definitely um, helped set me up to, to get to this point. And I would say, you know, on the other side of that, my two years as a GA at Waynesburg when Coach Christner um, kind of let me be the quote unquote recruiting coordinator. Um, you know, it, we did it a little bit differently there um, in that sense, but 
he really helped me to get the organizational tools down and see how the overall program is run. So I, I think I've been able to take, you know, bits and pieces from each stop and kind of put it all together. And, um, yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't trade any of my experiences to this point. For sure. For sure. I love that. Um, so, so kind of talking about, uh, you know, you, you spent the last two years now, um, with Juniata. So can you kind of touch on some of your responsibilities there, uh, and then maybe give us one or two lessons, um, that you've kind of learned, uh, in your first three years of coaching, you know, not in, you know, I guess you, you could lump in five years, you know, with your, with your GA, um, that have kind of helped you prepare, um, you know, for these last two years. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, my assistant job here um, is kind of unique. Um, Coach Curley um, is our athletic director also at Juniata. Um, so I do have a lot of responsibilities, um, which I'm very thankful for and grateful that I have that opportunity, certainly to have my hands in, in just about everything we do. Um, I'd say priority number one is recruiting, um, the recruiting coordinator here and kind of managing everything and building the database and, and you know, getting out and bringing in guys. Um, but you know, everything from scheduling, you know, we just finished up next year's schedule. Um, the camps I run our team camp and our youth camp over the summer. Um, I have all of our scouting reports during the year, um, taking care of those. Um, in practice, I work with the perimeters. Um, coach has the, has the bigs. Um, so I, yeah, like I said, I, I've been very lucky to, to kind of have my hands in just about everything that we do. Um, and it's really, really been been beneficial for me. And I feel like, you know, I can see a huge difference even from year one to year two here in terms of the way I think about the game, the way I think about our program and, and building a program and, and what really all goes into it. Um, so, yeah, the experience has been awesome. I, mean, I think one of the, the biggest lessons I learned, actually I learned as a GA um, from Coach Christner, and it was uh, you're never too big to, to scrub a toilet. He used to tell me that all the time. I'd walk down. <laughs> Um, I'd walk down. He actually told me, he told me that when I was playing too, I'd be shooting before practice and, and he'd walk down and, uh, we had two gyms at Waynesburg. One was kind of an auxiliary gym and, um, you know, intramurals, baseball and softball, whenever the weather was bad track, like you name it, went on there. So I'd see him cleaning the floor, um, before practice and, and, uh, he would just, you know, be going up and down. I'm shooting around and, and he'd all, every time he passed me. Jake, you're never too big to scrub a toilet. And that, then whenever I got to be a GA and like, it really sunk in. And uh, that's something that I've tried to, tried to carry with me. Like, it doesn't matter where you're at, what your job is, who you're working with, working for. Um, just do the job that you're asked to do to the best of your ability um, and do it that way every time. <laughs> to be honest, sure. that's, probably, yeah, that's probably the biggest, the biggest ad advice that I've, that I've gotten. Um, from a coaching standpoint, um, probably recruiting is the lifeblood of any program. Um, yeah. I think that's the, I used to actually spend a lot of time as a GA. I would just send some emails or write some, some notes to coaches. Some I knew some that I didn't um, just trying to connect and talk about, you know, how can I be a better assistant? What do coaches look for in an assistant coach? What, you know, just trying to pick their brain and, you know, make a, a connection. Um, but um, yeah, I think, that was always the common thread was recruiting. So I've, I've really tried over the, you know, my fifth year now in college coaching to, to really hone in on that and, and try to do a good job recruiting. No, that's great. I love that. Um, I'm kind of, I'm going to kind of throw a curveball at you here. Just, right. just something that you had mentioned right there at the end, talking about connecting with different coaches and it's, you know, it's something that comes up a lot, you know, especially in, in our industry, but is there, um, 
is there anything that you do like in particular, as far as keeping yourself, I don't want to say keeping yourself on task with connecting with people. Cause that sounds bad. Um, but just, you know, maybe, maybe making some kind of a schedule for yourself where, you know, maybe you, you send a, a text or a handwritten letter, you know, on, on this day of the week to a certain amount of people, or, you know, you, you shoot a phone call to a certain amount of people on that day of the week, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing I've always done um, to this point is at the end of the summer, you know, you go through all the different tournaments over the summer, you see your friends and you connect and you make some new friends and um, some new, new connections. I've always tried to make a list at the end of the summer and write handwritten notes to, to whoever that list is. Um, yeah, I think there's value in just taking time. It doesn't have to be a, a book that you're writing them or anything, but just, Hey, good luck this year. You know, I'll be keeping track of you guys. Um, you know, let's, let's keep, keep in touch during the season and, and be sure to touch base. So I, I don't, I think that's been the one, you know, kind of scheduled thing that I've done each year. Um, but other than that, I, I just try to be intentional about, about, you know, guys like yourself and, um, you know, certainly other, I could sit here for a while and, and name some, some friends that I'm for sure. super thankful for in the profession as, as everybody I'm sure can, for um, sure. but just try to be really intentional about, you know, sending a text or picking up the phone and calling somebody or, you know, starting a group chat with a couple guys just to, just to generate conversation and see how the season's going. So um, I do miss that though, right now with no April and May no and doubt. probably June recruiting. Like I can't see everybody out on the road. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Especially, you know, yeah, you know, just what what would it have been last weekend or two weekends ago? Now, you know, we would have been all sitting in the convention center together for for three days straight. You know, yeah, watching James, basketball and catching up, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Those and that's the honestly, like that is something that that I really miss right now. Like during this time, I I look forward to those events, and you know, by Sunday you're sitting in the gym and it's your 18th game that you've watched and you've watched <laughs> PK flash play 20 times now. <laughs> yeah. But it's the, the opportunity to see everybody on, on top of that too. That, that really is enjoyable for me. And I, I didn't like to travel too. So that doesn't hurt as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I mean, I was just talking, you know, to a, to a coach about that the other day. Um, you know, one of the, one of the local high school coaches around here and I were just, we're just chatting and he kind of asked me, you know, what I, what I kind of thought about the rest of the summer and, you know, where things would be going. And I'm like, you know, I, you know, obviously we've already missed April, you know, I would, I would be hard pressed to think that, that they'd let spooky nook happen in July with that amount of people. And it's like, you miss both of those events, you know, obviously you're missing a chance to, to see kids play and recruit, but you're also missing a chance to, to network with your guys and, you know, meet new people and reconnect with people that maybe you haven't talked to in a year or two. Cause you know, you've both been a little bit busy and you just kind of, you know, let it slip a little bit. And, sure. You know, those, those big tournaments like that and those weekends are, are just the best. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So, so moving forward here a little bit, um, we are going to move on to, um, can you just kind of talk about uh, how beneficial it has been for you? Uh, and you've kind of talked about it already so far, but um, you know, you've been with three great head coaches um, at such a young age. And can you kind of just talk about how beneficial that's been to you um, as far as your growth as a young coach? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, I mean, all three of them are extremely well-respected and um, super thankful that they even gave me the opportunity to be with them. <laughs> um, you know, and like I said before, I've, I've tried to, you know, take something from each spot, you know, what that is at each place, I don't know, and what that will continue to be down the road. 
I don't know either, but you try to kind of take something from each spot, but um, you know, it, it really is um, important that you, you are working obviously with a head coach who, who knows what they're doing and as you know, they wouldn't be a head coach if they didn't. But I think what I've seen in, in the three guys that I've worked for is that they really care about their players, the department that they work in, their staff, um, that there is really a genuine, you know, care for, for what they're doing um, and love for what they're doing and who they're with. Um, you know, again, and we've talked about the, the differences at each spot, but that's kind of been the, the common denominator kind of along the way. And, um, you know, I think they've, they've all given me probably more responsibilities than I've signed up for, um, you know, initially. Um, but I wouldn't trade those for the world because they've kind of helped shape me and mold me and kind of get me to this spot. And I obviously still have a lot to learn and um, still looking to, to take on new responsibilities. Um, but I think that's, you hit the nail on the head that, you know, the, the opportunity to work for, for three great guys and, and just pick up certain things along the way and kind of piece it all together. And, you know, hopefully one day can have my own program. And I'm sure if they all would watch any of our games, they would see pieces of their own program uh, kind sure. of in that mold. So, um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, I've been really fortunate to, to have those opportunities. No, that's great. I love that a lot. Um, so kind of the last interview question I got for you here, um, kind of dealing with, you know, the world that we're currently living in, you know, the shutdown, um, and the quarantine. So what, what have you been doing as far as, uh, maybe studying different teams and different coaches, uh, during the shutdown? Is there any, you know, one team or one coach in particular that, that you're trying to kind of pick their brain or kind of watch a little bit of film on Synergy to kind of see what they're doing? Sure. I don't think it's been a, a specific team or coach. Um, two things that I've really been trying to learn a lot about. Um, one is, is block remover motion offense. Um, so watching, you know, Virginia is kind of known for it. Um, Virginia, Notre Dame does some of it. Um, but even Division three teams, um, you know, Wheaton did it last year and took them to the Final Four. Um, Guilford runs it. Um, um, there's multiple teams that do it. I'm just kind of some of them that slipped my mind, but trying to, to learn as much as I can about that. Um, Cause that's something that I think I'm interested in, in doing, you know, down the road again, if I'm lucky enough to have my own program. So um, certainly that that's one thing I've been looking into. And then also the pistol um, kind of early offense transition um, alignment is, is another focus. And again, that's something that I, you see at all levels, high school, college, MBA, um, you know, the Clippers do some of it, um, trailblazers, trailblazers run some block remover and pistol. So that's been fun to watch Portland a little bit. Yeah. It's always <laughs> nice. Yeah. Two birds with one stone there. <laughs> um, that's, that's honestly, that's probably where the, the idea started for me or, um, I mean, I, I had all, always been aware of it, but then watching them and to see how they flow from one to another. And, um, you know, the NBA game is different, but, um, in some ways because of some different roles, but, um, that's been, those are kind of the two that I've been trying to study um, and certainly all the free clinics now especially right now the NABC's got theirs going on and it's been really good and um, you just try to tune in to, to one or two of them and then you can watch them on replay too and um, block remover Dick Bennett was on last week so yep. definitely tuned into the defense he, he talked more on defense on that one but um, yeah Dick Bennett and Tony Bennett are, are two of my favorite you know coaches that I like to to study and watch. No, that's awesome. I love it. 
Um, so can you, can you give us something that I've, uh, tried to do with every guest is, is just grab a, a book and a podcast suggestion for, for the listeners out there. So can you give us your book and your podcast suggestion? Sure. Um, my book would be in a pit with a lion on a snowy day. Uh, it's by Mark Batterson. Um, it's a, a book that coach Christner went through. I think it was the first, I think we did the first four or five chapters. I, I forget how far we went as a team through it. Um, and then I liked it enough to, to go back and finish it. Um, but kind of the idea behind it, um, it's scripturally driven. Uh, Mark's a, a pastor at a church in DC, but the idea behind it is, you know, you're faced in life with different challenges, with different adversity. Um, and you know, you're in a quote unquote pit with a lion on a snowy day. You can't see anything. You know, obviously there's a lion in this pit. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to run? Are you going to attack? How are you going to handle the situation? So just give some perspective. Um, talk about again handling adverse situations and I, I think it's certainly applicable to to a lot of what we're going through right now as a as a world to be honest um, for sure so and then he has a he has a sequel to that um as well called chase the lion um that kind of gives more practical examples that he's experienced and then pulled from other people as well so um in a pit with a lion on a snowy day by mark batterson would be the book um and then the podcast uh, i'm a big titus and tate fan uh, used to be called One Shining Podcast, okay. um, Mark Titus and Tate. Um, it's Tate Frazier and Mark Titus um, run this podcast. They're, it's through Fox Sports now. Um, it's a college basketball news podcast, essentially. Um, but they kind of bring their own flair and a lot of humor um, to it. Uh, Titus was a walk-on at Ohio State, and Tate is a diehard UNC fan. Um, so they have some banner and certainly this year, whenever <laughs> I state, I gave it to UNC a little bit. Um, they were going back and forth on that as well, but yeah, it's a college basketball news podcast with, with, they have a lot of fun with it. They interview coaches. Um, recently they did, Mike Bray was on the show and he was re really good to listen. Um, so they do a really good job. I think with that one. Um, and it's, I love to listen to it on, on recruiting trips too. Um, you know, it's, you're getting your news, but you're also getting a little humor and you can kind of sit back and enjoy yourself a little bit listening to that one. For sure. Probably get you through a four or five hour car ride too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. I love those. Those are both good. I'm going to have to check out, uh, I'm going to have to check out both of those for sure. Um, so one of the, the last little segments I got here for you is our dunk, our free throw and our three point attempt. Uh, so our dunk is something close to campus. Uh, your, your free throw is something free to do on campus. And then your three pointer is something a little bit further away. Uh, you know, I usually give the the guests like a, a 30 to, to hour kind of range there. But, you know, if it's a little bit closer, that's fine, too. So kind of give us give us your recruiting pitch for junior out of college. Sure. Uh, the dunk for me would be Raystown Lake. Um, I mean, that's kind of what Huntington, PA is known for. Um, Raystown Lake is a, a man-made lake. It's 20-ish miles long. It might be a little bit bigger than that. Um, and it's a, there's actually a town kind of at the bottom of it. They flooded an old town sitting down in between some of the mountains here in Huntington. Um, and if, if you're familiar with Huntington, you know, it's, it's a generally a rural area, um, but it, it is just beautiful. Um, in the fall, it's, it's unbelievable here. Some of the best sites, you know, you can get around, around PA in my opinion, but uh, Raystown Lake has a beach area, a couple beach areas, um, certainly like picnic spots, there's hiking trails, there's biking trails, uh, running trails, I mean, you name it, you can, you can do it, you can fish, you can boat, you can jet ski, um, it's, it's a really cool place, um, it's, like I said, it's about 20 miles long, so you can get 
you can get there anywhere from five to a half hour minute, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot, a lot to do there. Uh, a lot of state parks around it too, that you can get lost in and have a good time and really enjoy yourself. Um, so Raystown Lake would, would definitely be my, my dunk. Um, my free throw, I'm going to put a little different spin on it. Um, yeah. I think one thing that Juniata is really known for is our traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, that we have a million of them um, that we could, we could talk for a while about the different traditions here at Juniata, but some of my favorite ones that are free, um, obviously free on campus. Uh, storming the Arch is one. We have a dorm. Um, it's actually right next to, to the Athletic Center. Um, we have a dorm with a huge archway that you can go in and out of and walk through. Um, and every fall, the rugby team lines up and they protect the arch and freshmen stand on the other side of it and they've got to go up the steps and try to get through the arch. Um, oh, and to this, to this day, the rumor has it, there has never been a person make it through the arch. Um, That's is, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a, pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty cool. We don't let our guys do it. <laughs> I'm sure we want them to be hit by the rugby team. <laughs> yeah, it's probably smart. Yeah, it's a, it is a huge, it's a huge tradition on campus. Everyone loves it. People stand outside watching it and cheering everybody on. It's a lot of fun. Our president has gone through it and um, it's really neat. Um, Some of the other traditions, we have a day called Mountain Day. Um, You know, I think it happens every fall and there's about five people on campus who know when Mountain Day is going to be. And whenever that day is, they've pre-selected it that day. They go through all the dorms in the morning at like 6 a.m. just banging on pots and pans and blowing horns and waking everybody up and yelling it's mountain day um and basically campus shuts down for the day and everybody goes out to Raystown Lake and you know they have they go out by the beaches and into the water and swimming and volleyball and kind of you name it's a big um big picnic on the beach for the whole campus uh, it's pretty fun although I've had recruiting visits lined up for for my two <laughs> each year. I've had a visit scheduled for that day, so we've had to kind of move some things around and make it work. But uh, Mountain Day is, is certainly a lot of fun, and the guys enjoy it. And then every spring, um, we have a pig roast where they, they literally bring a, a huge pig in, cook it up for the whole campus. It, it, again, it's out at the lake. Um, a ton of alumni come back for it. Um, so again, just just a lot of cool traditions here that that everyone takes advantage of. That's awesome. Those are, those are some pretty good ones for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the three point shot. Um, I like to go to Altoona. Uh, it's about a half hour, 35 minutes from here. Um, so I would say you got to hit up Jethro's, uh, which is a, a pretty cool restaurant overlooking the golf course right in Altoona. And they have kind of outdoor patio seating and indoor. Um, but definitely go get dinner at Jethro's and then go over to the Altoona curve game. For sure. Um, like Mont Park and, and watch an Altoona Curve game, the Pirates farm team, and um, <laughs> just enjoy an evening watching some baseball. It's never a bad, never a bad way to spend an evening. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't been to an Altoona Curve game in a long, long time. I got some family that lives out that way, and I used to go when I was a young kid. So I can definitely, I can definitely agree with you on that one for the three-pointer for sure. That's Come on out. Fun. We'll go. I love that. We'll, <laughs> we'll definitely have to hit that up when, once everything uh, kind of gets back to normal here. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, you know, obviously it's great to connect again. You know, obviously I haven't haven't seen you in a, a couple months and you know, we were supposed to see each other right as everything kind of got shut down on that last what probably was the last recruiting weekend of the year. Um yeah, down in Florida. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh I'm gonna give you a minute here to just kind of drop uh any kind of contact info um for the listeners in case anybody kinda wants to get in touch with you and, and kind of hear a little bit more maybe about your story or, you know, share any advice or anything like that. Sure. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to, to connect with some of the listeners. Um, 
the uh, email address is fleeglj at juniata.edu. Um, you can also find it on our athletics webpage, um, Juniata Sports. Um, and then my social media is at coach underscore fleegs, F-L-E-E-G-Z. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's my handle across all platforms. I've tried to keep it all the same because <laughs> um, I forget my username and password way too often. <laughs> so I try to keep it all the same. But uh, sure. yeah, I'd love to connect and, you know, talk hoops, talk sports, talk life, talk whatever anyone wants to. So. That's awesome, man. I, I really appreciate it again. You know, it's it's always good catching up and, and chatting a little bit. So thanks for hopping on. And, uh, you know, hopefully once all this is over, we'll see each other soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Zach. No problem. Take care. All right. Hey, guys, just wanted to thank you all again for tuning in this week. If you guys are enjoying the podcast so far and you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. And if you would, please leave us a rating and a review. It would really help the podcast. Thank you. Have a good week.